0: Good morning, First Baptist Church of China Grove. Hope you folks are doing well today. And as we start and open the service, as we do every Sunday, let us do so by praying for our sick, those in need, for our country, our leaders, and for the lost people of our community. Lord, we come to you and we lift these prayers and these concerns Before you, we are concerned for our country. We are concerned for its spiritual well-being. We do pray for our leaders. And Lord, we ask your blessing upon them and guide and direct their hearts, Lord, that we might live peaceably in the world. Lord, we pray for the upcoming election. We pray your will would be done. And Lord, we also want to pray for the many sick among us. Lord, there are those who are hurting and need your grace this week. Lord, supply ample amount. We thank you and we praise you in the blessed name of Jesus. Amen. I want to talk about falling. Injured by a fall. As we uh, get older, we think about fall. The ramifications of a fall. Everybody talks about it. You know, they do commercials I've fallen and I can't get up. And I know my bones are... I had to get down, and I spilled a whole box of baseball cards in my office this week. Had to get down on the floor and pick them up, and then had to get back up. It's not an easy thing. And younger people are hurt, too, by fall. Most, most injuries in America are by falls. I don't know if you know that or not. And uh, I knew a veteran who fell off a supply truck, was seriously injured, was never able to walk without assistance again. Uh, many have been injured that way. But in the Old Testament, we have a picture of a young man who had fell as a, as a baby. They were fleeing the enemy that had invaded, and he fell. Uh, he was dropped by a caretaker and injured, and as a result, he was not able to walk again. Uh, and he was restored, though, by David, and we'll talk about that. It's a beautiful picture, really, of our salvation. You know, we've all had a fall. We fell with Adam, the Bible says, when, and Adam all died. The reason we are getting older today, the reason that we physically die, is because of Adam. The sin that Adam uh, committed came upon the whole human race. We are sinners, and because of sin, we grow, slowly age and die. So we are, we are in a fallen state, mankind is. But God has loved us, restored us, made us His family. And why? Because we are fallen and He had compassion on us, just as David had compassion on this young lad. 1 John 4.10, Here in His love, not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation or satisfactory payment for our sins. In that same chapter, verse 19, we love Him because He first loved us. With that, I'd like you to turn to 2 Samuel chapter 9 this morning as we begin the sermon. And it says in verses 1 through 3, And David said, Is there yet any that is left of the house of Saul that I may show kindness for Jonathan's sake? And there was of the house of Saul a servant whose name was Ziba. And when they had called him unto David, the king said unto him, Art thou Ziba? He said, Thy servant is he. And the king said, Is there not any of the house of Saul that I may show kindness of God unto him? And Ziba said unto him, The king, Jonathan has left a son which is lame in his feet. Verse 5, The king sent and fetched him out of the house of Machir. Now when Mephibosheth, verse 6, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, was coming to David, he fell on his face and did reverence. And David said, Mephibosheth, and he answered, Behold thy servant. And David said unto him, Fear not, for I will surely show thee kindness for Jonathan thy father's sake. Restore unto thee all the land of Saul thy father, and thou shalt eat bread at my table continually. And he bowed himself and said, What is thy servant, that thou shouldst look upon such a dead dog as I? And the king called to Ziba the Saul's servant and said unto him, I have given thee thy master's son, all that is pertained to Saul in his house. And also the king commanded, and they brought a robe and a ring, and they said, You shall always eat at the king's table. What a wonderful story of mercy. Now Saul was David's enemy. And rather than justice, he wants to show mercy as he promised Jonathan. It says in 2 Samuel 4, 4 why he fell, why he was lame. As I mentioned before, when he was five years old, his nurse took him up and fled and she dropped him and he became lame. Now, ceremonially, he would wear a robe provided by the king to identify him as part of the king's uh, family. And a ring would be placed upon his finger to further identify him with the king. Now, it's a story of grace, my friend, and it shows just the condition that we are in. We are all fallen because of sin. Like I said, in Adam, we are all made sinners with all the effects of sin. We're helpless and powerless because of sin. We cannot help our situation. Man has truly fallen and can't get up. Just like poor Mephibosheth, when they went for him, they had to have people to help and bring him unto the king. He cannot come of his own uh, volition. We need God. Mephibosheth could not walk. He alone could not bring himself. He had to have others. So... The king has sought out us and brought us to him. The king restored what he had lost. And mankind had lost the earth due to the fall. But God in his mercy at the cross, Jesus not only redeemed mankind, but he redeemed all creation including the earth itself. He sat now at the king's table as one of his own. He wore the robe. And we shall someday, my friends, set... At the king's table in a robe of righteousness God has provided. Robes washed white by the blood of the Lamb Jesus. David in his mercy called him as God in his mercy calls us. And the king is calling today to us to come to him. Now Mephibosheth knew, he says, he called himself a dead dog. What, what is about me that David would want? There's nothing desirable about Mephibosheth. There's nothing desirable about, about us. That God loves us in spite of ourselves, in spite of the fall, in spite of what it has done to us, in spite of our sinful state. And He loves us and has called us to come by His side, to sit at His table, to give us His robe, to give us the ring to be part of the king's family. And certainly we are called. And now the palace, the place, the standing and the position are all ours through Christ. Christ has made us a royal priesthood, it says in the Bible. Forgiven, a child of the king, righteous by faith. Salvation may not overcome everything, but it certainly overcomes the spiritual condition. And it certainly overcomes the separation. Up to this point, David David and Mephibosheth were very separated. Mephibosheth had lost his land. Mephibosheth was way apart from the king. But the king said, no, I want him close to me. And aren't you glad that God has called us through His Holy Spirit to faith in Christ and has now brought us nigh unto Him through faith. What an exalted position that He has called us to. And I thank God for it. Now the land was restored to Mephibosheth, but let me tell you something about sin and salvation. Salvation does much to us. It can spiritually restore us in many ways, spiritually. But you know what? Mesibethus remained lame. He could not walk the rest of his life. We get saved, God doesn't make us taller, he doesn't make us prettier. He can't take away necessarily physical deformities. You know, I sat on the phone yesterday talking to a lady, Margaret Cersey. Now, Margaret was born with missing part of her legs. She was three foot seven. She was my son's Sunday school teacher, one of the best Sunday school teachers I've ever seen. And they, to this day, love her very dearly. She was a great lady. And let me tell you something. She was saved, but God used her. At her exalted height of three foot seven, to touch a lot of lives. And I've heard her give her testimony many times how that she wasn't wanted in the school system, and they wanted to send her to an institution. And her uncle carved her a crutch out of wood, and she hopped on the school bus, and different students would carry her through the halls of the school. What a wonderful story she has. Now, she did not get bigger, and she did not get healed from her situation because of salvation. The Apostle Paul was short. He had physical ailments. They said his appearance was not well. It wasn't good to look at him. He wasn't handsome to look at. And his sometimes speech was weak. But they said he was powerful through Christ. And so God can take those deformities, even of sin, that we have in our bodies. I've known people in sin because of uh, excess drinking and, and different things, uh, the condition that comes with that, to lose an arm or a leg, or through s- some other kind of action or sin, they've lost arms, legs, whatever, uh, health, because of sin, yet they struggle to overcome that in Christ. And sin has affected our very physical being. We're aging. We're dying daily. We're getting older and dying one less day. And often in this life, we struggle because of sin. But through Christ, we can be victorious. Through Christ, we can have the spiritual victory. We can overcome sin in our lives. And we can be all we can be for Christ. Doesn't mean we'll be taller or prettier. And I wish I could be taller. they tell me when I have knee surgery, I'll be at least an inch taller. Hallelujah. Only through knee surgery replacement surgery because I've lost an inch. I'm excited about that. But we can't really. We may not be richer. We may not be rich, prettier, taller, whatever. But guess what? We can have a changed heart. And we can live victoriously in Christ. And we can have a blessed life full of richness in Him. It can change our outlook. It did for Margaret. It did for him. It did for Mephibosheth here. When times, when times got rough, by the way, and there, was, there came a time in David's life when his own son rebelled against him and led the kingdom against him. And there was one servant, his closest, uh, Ahapophel, his closest consultant, his, the man, his right arm, went against him and went with his son out of But guess what? There was one person that remained true to David. And what? who was that? Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth never forgot the goodness and the grace and the mercy of David. And don't you ever forget the goodness and mercy and grace of our Lord Jesus Amen. and what He did for you. And when the times get tough and the world may go against God, That's right, you go with God. You go with Jesus. I'd rather go outside the camp, amen, with Him. And you know what that means. I'd rather go where He is. I'd rather go to Golgotha. I'd rather go to the cross and be despised with Him than have all the accolades of the world. And Mephibosheth, the faithful servant, stayed with Him. In fact, He calls Him here in verse 6. He says, Behold, notice what He says, Behold Thy servant. And folks, when we go... When we get saved, we just need to say, Jesus, behold thy servant. Behold thy servant. Well, there is sin in the world. Christianity and the Word of God have kept a lid on sin uh, for the last hundred years or so in the Western world, but it seems like that lid's coming off a little bit, uh, quite a bit. Uh, the lid has come totally off, let me just say it that way. We see immorality of all kinds. Violence, murder, materialism, lust for things, drugs, alcohol, sexual sin, on and on and on. But Second Peter tells us this. We have escaped the corrupt- corruption in the world. We have a divine nature. And through Christ, we have escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. We have escaped it, folks. In Christ, we are part of His spiritual kingdom. Amen? Amen. Think of Genesis six eleven. It says the earth was corrupt, filled with violence daily. It was in a state of decay and ruin. The genie was out of the bottle, so to speak. There was no restraint for evil. And it seemed like the world around us is like that. And there's a lot of collateral damage due to sin. The fallout of sin, when somebody... Some kid gets on drugs that affects the parents, the grandparents, the siblings, and everybody. The sin in our society. People without natural affection. The Bible talks about that. It said they would be in the last times. People have no remorse for sin. I saw where a man took a gun and shot a five-year-old child just the other day. Oh, a heart breaks my heart. See, uh, unjustified violence. It wasn't the kid did nothing to him. I mean I mean why? Why? Why do we see such things? A society today like we have when you can go somewhere in public and pray in the name of Allah, Confucius, Krishna, or Buddha, and it's okay. But if you mention Jesus, they go wild. Why? Oh, you're you're put, you're making people feel uncomfortable. You're making people feel uh uh i tell you what you're making people feel. First, or excuse me, John, St. John, the Gospel of John, chapter 3. What does it say? And this is the condemnation. The Light came to the world. Men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. And listen, Jesus is the light. And when the light is mentioned, what happens? People, because of evil in their own heart, don't want to hear Jesus. That's true. Paul again. We mentioned last week at Mars Hill. He has appointed a day in which he will judge the world. Jesus by Jesus, by that man whom he hath ordained. Where if he has raised him from the dead, giving assurance to all men that he has raised him from the dead. That's Jesus. You know, I don't worry about. Going to the judgment and having Buddha sitting up there, or Krishna, or Allah. Or excuse me, not Allah, but Muhammad. But listen, Jesus is another story. What we esteem so lightly, sin, God will judge. Amen? Well i tell you one thing, sin is destructive, the nature of it. Corruption in the world means decay and rot and ruin. But we have, and that's the problem with spiritual sin. A walk in darkness. We say, who cut off the light? We don't walk with God, we're walking away with God. Things may be okay today. The first day in sin, you'll be all right. If you're taking that journey into sin, just remember the first day of sin is your happiest day in sin. Call me six months from now. When you're miserable and broken, and like I heard one song on a radio, a guy was singing away. He said, how did I get so jaded? He woke up one day and said, how did I get so jaded? How did I get like this? And boy, it hit me. There's an example. This man is saying in the song, how did I end up so corrupt and sinful? How did that happen? That's how it happens. A journey that takes us away for time. That's what the devil wants. And then that's X amount of time you wasted for Christ. And we sow seeds of bitterness, discord. Whenever we sin, we're we're out of the will of God. We're in the church maybe, and we're 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 just not going to be unified with other people who who love Christ and want to do for Him. We call the name of Christ. Uh, harm the testimony of Christ. We grieve God, the Holy Spirit, and we prevent spiritual revival. Plus, the other things that sin does, it's destructive in your life. Destructive in your life. Well, I want you to look at one other verse with me this morning, and that's in Mark 2, 1-10. through It's the story in Capernaum it was noised abroad that Jesus was in the house and people came and uh, there was a man there who was uh, uh, crippled he and I guess that's not the politically correct name uh, that my day I'm sorry I'm old school he was he couldn't walk <laughs> he was uh, vertically challenged is that the word and they wanted to get him to Jesus somehow. And there was a big crowd there. They all wanted to get to Jesus. Just like Mephibosheth. He was, he was incapacitated. Somebody had to bring Mephibosheth to David. And like this man, he had the palsy. He couldn't walk. He couldn't move. Somebody had to bring him to Jesus. And they got to Jesus and they couldn't, still couldn't get him in to see Jesus. Because there was a crowd there. Well, they got creative, and he went up to the roof and cut a hole in the roof. Boy, I bet that guy invited Jesus said, I'll never invite Jesus back again. I'm going to get a hole in roof. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I don't know why. He probably was okay. And he saw this young man being lowered, and he said, he saw their faith. He said to the sick and the poor, son, thy sins be forgiven thee. The first thing that Jesus did when he he did not address the physical problem the young man had he was he was in a bed he was sick of the palsy but he said son you're lost your sins be forgiven your, I see your faith you believe it in me your your sins be forgiven and of course he knew all those around him and he said because they think you know I can't do it he said take up your bed and walk and he, and the man did and uh, he was healed but you know. It tells us something about our job. There were people there that brought Mephibosheth to David to be made a child of the king. And you know, this story also further illustrates we have to be bringing people to Jesus. And sometimes it's hard to get them to Jesus. And sometimes people get in the way. Even Christians can get in the way. We have to find creative ways to bring people to Jesus. And they found a way. And they brought this man to Jesus. And I pray, this is just a note this morning about the story. Let us be the servants that Mephibosheth talked about. We are servants. Let us be the helpers who bring people who are wounded by sin to King Jesus. Why? Why? So He can restore them. Remember, He gave back Mephibosheth all the lands. He can restore them in life and give them salvation and put the robe of righteousness on them and make them a child of the King, of the family of God, with all the blessings. And God can show His kindness, love, and grace to the human race. And that's what God has called us to do. And David said, is there yet any that is left of the house of Saul that I may show kindness for Jonathan's sake? Folks, there are plenty of people out there that for God's sake, we need to show kindness and the love of God. Let us be that servant who brings people to the king. Lord, we thank you for this time and your word, and we ask your blessing. We thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.